Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And I'm really excited about our guest today. The guest is Madia Swickard. Madia is a yoga teacher. She's a licensed massage therapist. She's a certified presence-based coach. And she also teaches yoga teacher training courses, and she taught mine. I completed my 200-hour yoga teacher training certification through Madia's school, Chattanooga Yoga School. If you are interested in a yoga school, you can find out more about her school at chattanoogayogaschool.com, or you can also go to madiashealingarts.com. But I highly commend her to you as a yoga teacher, but also as a person. She's just a beautiful person inside and out. I feel like you're going to learn so much from her in this episode. She is an Enneagram 7 with an 8 wing. And we're going to talk to her about yoga and yoga philosophy and the Enneagram. Also, in some future episodes with her, we are going to be looking at the chakras And so I think you're really, really, really going to learn a lot from this beautiful soul. And again, you can find out more about her at chattanoogayogaschool.com or madiashealingarts.com. She has a yoga studio that's at the foot of Signal Mountain on Cross Street. And so if you would like to try a yoga class with her, definitely check that out. But I'm just so glad that she's with us. And let's dive in to the interview. So, Madia, welcome. Yeah. Thank you so Both much you for <laughs> sharing, sharing your time with us and sharing your wisdom. And I just want to mention this. So this is the episode, the only episode I want to say in 80 plus that we're taping second time in a row. Yeah. And I think it's going to be extra special for that reason alone. And I am selfishly happy that we're taping second time because I wasn't able to be here the last time. Maybe you, that's why. Maybe that's why <laughs> yes. you and Christy were, were talking. But you have just mentioned that the fact that you ladies taped the episode and it was magical and then we've lost the recording and you just mentioned something can you repeat that for our listeners so it just in that moment and and being that we all speak the same language in that yogic way I was when she and I were feeling that and the magic of it and and it happened so organically we didn't have I didn't have expectation in that right but then when we didn't have the recording i had to notice like oh yeah disappoint and you and you too like the disappointment and so the concept of you know in yoga we have the, the 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 biggest the places of suffering the main places of suffering are what we grab and what we push away right so the ragas and the devasha so it's like when that wasn't available you know it was like i was wanting you know hey you yeah. wanted to hold on to it, and it was like, well, it's one of, you know, you have to just open the hands. And let it go. And let yeah. it go, and trust that process, trust the process of really of life. And doesn't mean, though, that we don't have a human reaction, okay? Like, yeah. that's the one thing I think is, for me and my development in yoga and my own mm-hmm. personal practice has been, you know, learning a lot of intellectual which, by the way, with the Enneagram, which is really new to me, really. I mean, I've, I've known about it, but I was really 
noticing that I'm in the thinking. I was like, I would not have, even though I'm intellectual and, and orient that way, I didn't realize how heavy I am in that. But anyway, so in the yoga practice, I went in intellectually. You know, I went in yeah. very deeply intellectually with the philosophy and the knowledge yeah. and wanted to practice and did practice it. What's happening now is the actual shift of embodiment that's been happening over the last few years of like noticing a response in myself, knowing intellectually like, yeah, that's probably, but then feeling myself actually shift. Like mm -hmm. in that moment of our conversation, feeling the human normal disappointment. Yeah. Normal, right? Yeah. And then saying, I can linger in that or I cannot. Yeah. I, I will yeah. admit, I lingered in it too long. Like you, that day, I, I really lingered in it. And I don't usually do that. I'm pretty good at letting go, you mm -hmm. know, as we're talking about attachment. But I did because it was so good. <laughs> and I felt disappointed about your time. And oh, that's, that's the one wing showing yes. up, like feeling responsible for things that I don't always need to feel yeah. responsible for. But we had recorded um, mm -hmm. about 86 minutes of content right. and, an, and an hour was lost. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we have maybe 25 minutes right. of our time together. But the mm -hmm. first part that was even maybe the most magical it was. part it was. was lost. And, um, you yeah. know, by, by day two, I let go of that. Right. I let go of the responsibility. But I think that's the beautiful mm -hmm. thing about the Enneagram is it's inviting us to notice all the parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And our that part of me, yes, our tendencies to be responsible for, mm -hmm. to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm responsible for this time that you lost, mm -hmm. you know, and here you are mm -hmm. graciously again. So thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, and it's... I just want to say too that I didn't have just to just to let you know what was happening inside of me. Yeah, I didn't feel like oh my gosh, my time was. Yeah, I didn't have. It was more uh, a disappointment, not in the loss of my time, but more of like the magic of the conversation, the creation. Yeah. So I just want you. I'm saying that to you to so you know yeah. I didn't have that feeling. You don't know have yeah. about. That. And I'm really not caring that anymore. Yeah, no, but that no, day, yes. like, I want to, like, right. notice. And this yes. is the Enneagram and mm -hmm. yoga to yeah. be curious about ourselves, mm -hmm. to really notice. That's mm -hmm. mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. And and I was noticing that responsibility part, you know, mm -hmm. that, that showed up and some disappointment and, as well. And it's also practicing Svadhaya. So mm -hmm. in the Eight Limbs of Yoga, mm -hmm. that, that Svadhaya is a, a very big piece of self-study. Yeah, you know, so it's you know that translates right to self study, mm -hmm. and so that's that self awareness, not just the mm -hmm. mindfulness of what's happening, but the reflection. Yeah. So you went back and you're like, this is what my humanness is, my mm -hmm. personality mm -hmm. traits. Yeah. In the enneagram, like in any way you want to look at it, astrology mm -hmm. and these kinds of things, and then how do I, how do I. This is the other edge that I'm really excited about living right now is the humanness intertwining with the divine. You know, the not pushing humanness away, which I think we, as we get on this path sometimes, this path of, you know, and moving towards enlightenment, for lack of a better, you know, mm -hmm. that we get a little caught up in uh, wanting to be in the bliss state or the mm -hmm. samadhi state or the looking for an elusive perfection. Mm -hmm. and, and when we do that... We, we, we actually kind of um, take away the beauty of being human. Yeah. Because it's the humanness that connects us. And when mm -hmm. we start to get in this, like, 
place where we're only looking to be up here, mm-hmm. then we're not saying, hey, this is actually, these quote-unquote, for lack of a better word, imperfections of humanness are what makes the beauty. It's mm-hmm. really where we, we connect and where there's beauty and difference. And this is what we talked yeah. about last time, the difference. The differences and the diversity is what we hopefully are going towards, especially culturally right now, because that's what we're being, what's being really confronted right now is we're looking at how different we are as if it's bad. <clears throat> yeah. As if yeah. it's bad. And what I'm encouraging in all my relationships is deepening of like, yeah, there's a difference, but there's a beauty. Let's see where we can find yeah. appreciation as opposed to, yep, you're different. Yeah. You don't believe the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of honoring thing. those differences, yes. even celebrating mm-hmm. those differences. And that's yoga. So yeah. yoga is defined, like, deliberate to yoke is the actual Sanskrit translation, as you, you two know this. Yeah. And then the the deeper to me is the uniting of opposites. Yoga yeah. unites what seems to be opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like is it, what Carl Jung talked about as well, like accepting the tension of opposites inside of ourselves and in others mm-hmm. as well. And until we're able to do that, you know, there's going to be a lot of friction with human Mm -hmm. beings, right? Mm -hmm. But when we're accepting the tension of opposites, Mm -hmm. we start to bloom and other people do as well. And we nurture that light in them. So, yeah. So deep down our light, the namaste, the light inside, you know, the respect. Yeah. Deep honoring. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in our shadow, like with the Jungian concepts, it's like, it's the idea of like, um, he does all that shadow work. Yeah. All that. And so, like, when we get triggered, typically it's because we're seeing actually in the other person something that we're suppressing, mm-hmm. something we're pushing down in ourselves. So it's actually a gift to say, oh, can we sit? Can we be yeah. with this? Because this got me activated, mm-hmm. and I'm curious about it. Like, that would be my joy if I could feel that we were on a path of not in total agreement with each other, but in a path of curiosity about sitting with discomfort yeah with another person what irritates us about others is inside of us Mm -hmm. yeah yes i think it is the it's it's young that says if we're irritated by every rub how will we shine right Mm -hmm. right you know it's kind of like how do we or roomy yeah it's roomy yeah young is whenever we have a strong reaction to a person place thing or idea yeah complex is triggered so yeah. really, whenever we get real extremely reactionary, it's really, it's never about the other person. Yeah. It's always this. So yeah. if you respond, like somebody does something and you get kind of like, mm-hmm. like, oh, that kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a thing. Yeah. If you, but if you get like, flip, mm-hmm. it's not them. Mm-hmm. It's really. Mm-hmm. It's something inside of us. Yeah. And how yeah. beautiful that we are all in the same path this this whole thing that you that you two are doing I mean this is mm-hmm. part of like self-understanding so that that empowers that's what my sense about what you're doing is mm-hmm. that self-understanding gives you an empowerment piece yeah. to be able to move in the world in your relationships with with not only your understanding but others for others yeah right. Right. You're absolutely right. I yeah. mean, and I love you mentioning the human piece and embracing it mm-hmm. versus Put, pushing it away, you know, it's it's funny, you've, you've mentioned it this morning, just this morning, I had a human reaction to something that was extremely upsetting to me, 
and I was very vocal with that reaction and I put it out in the world and and then I caught myself thinking oh my god what would my students think uh -huh. like they would think I'm just just you know I I wrote the word fuck on social media oh my god they would right. not come to my and then I thought you know what I'm human I feel very strongly about it it makes mm -hmm. me no less of a yoga teacher or yoga mm -hmm. student uh, and I embrace it. So yes. it, I was meant to hear you say that That's this morning beautiful. because I have, yeah. and then I went to yoga class this morning just before we came in and it just kept roaming through my head. And I was just, you know, it took 60 full what? minutes for everything to kind of simmer down just for a second. And even I came in and she's like, how are you? I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging, <laughs> I'm whatever, you know? And then again, it just, can we just embrace all the parts? Yes. Yeah. And Perfect. own them and yeah. be fine with them. Yes. And be and be like or maybe be fine with not being fine. Right. Even. Right. You know, like that it is it is right. see, this is right. pretty cool that you had that experience right. this morning. Right. And we're talking about because it is. I think we get on that path. We're on this spiritual path. Right. And we, we really disintegrate this kind of concept of like we are in this body. Right. Yeah. We have a personality. Right. You know, and, and this idea of what is perfect. Right. Yeah. You know, and this elusive perfection is causes stress. Yeah. And strain yeah. and disconnect. The back to yes. the point, there's no intimacy. Right. So right. when you show your humanness to, right. us, to the world. Right. And as a yoga teacher, I think we get the pressure. There's the, the pressure. Yes, yes, you know? yes. And I think the, the, the edge, cutting edge, is mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. I think it right now, of saying, hey, I'm human. Mm -hmm. I don't have to put on just, mm -hmm. there's not, there are different parts of who we are. The masks, to me, we talk, and Carl mm -hmm. Young talks about the masks, yeah. that, that, that they're not not us. Yeah. Masks are not not. They are part of the personality. Yeah. The challenger. Yeah. The enthusiast. I'm yeah. getting my knowledge in right, this. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so those are not not us. Yeah. They're just parts. Yeah. Like Which is, saying, yeah, oh, so, so, so well said. That's the Enneagram, yeah. the Thank way she yes. said it, because... We put on this ego mask, mm -hmm. and it's not that it's bad. Right. It's good in many ways, mm -hmm. and yet we have to see that there is a shadow, yes. that where our strength is, mm -hmm. our weakness is, mm -hmm. right? That they're yes. tied together. Mm -hmm. And so, beautifully said. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, because I'm excited, because you two are so knowledgeable in this, and I just barely, I guess I just barely looking at it, and so I reviewed it this morning. Oh, yes. <laughs> last time I did it, I did no review before the last interview, so I looked at it today a little bit. Um, but it's so appropriate. We talked about this last time that look at um, the the enthusiast is like the from like that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean because I get in this reading about how I can get so yeah. you know like yeah yeah you know super excited and note and it makes sense that I have been teaching from root chakra most I mean that's what mm -hmm. I teach from. Yeah, and in that realm, it makes so much sense because I'm always got to get grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's your medicine. I got to get which yeah. is the five energy that yeah. gets you grounded, but it's also I see that five in you because you love seeking knowledge and yes. reading books. The investigator, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's enthusiast, challenger. Mm -hmm. investigator the mm -hmm. challenger is your wing the five mm -hmm. is your arrow of strength 
So when you go to the five, you get more grounded. That's yes, the investigator the and the information. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I can see how I get, if I had not, and we talked a lot about this last mm-hmm. time, but the, my practice of instinctively, which mm-hmm. is one of the categories, right? Yeah. Anyway, instinctively, I was drawn to be in my body for many reasons. And a lot of it is because I'm naturally in here. In your head. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, if I, I would float away. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be like, mm-hmm. like we talked about this last yeah. time. I would be the one, like, if I didn't I have so much sense of embodiment mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. And, and so much that causes me to stay grounded and present and responsible mm-hmm. to my, I'm very dependable. Mm-hmm. If those, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have these practices. I could be flitting yeah. off to like you know Peru every you know whenever I get a chance. I'd, who knows where I'd be? Yeah, <laughs> but well, it yeah. gets me, you know, in my body. So root chakra, it gets you grounded in yeah. that root chakra. And we're yeah. gonna talk more right. about chakras today. But yeah, I, I hear that you're primarily in your mind. But luckily, you have that eight wing yeah. that takes you to your body and then the seven also needs to move into the heart space yeah now that's enough that's the work mm-hmm. for the seven that's moving the, to and their we heart talked space about this too so yeah really muladhara okay mm-hmm. so root and then anahata for me mm-hmm. so and that is where i do teach so we mm-hmm. teach you know and you know mm-hmm. we teach from where we, we are yeah you know and so i really can see that when i really reflect back mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. see and so anahata is what I just stepped, I really started to step into in the last Define anahata for our so listeners. So the heart chakra, mm-hmm. and so that is in the center of the chest, mm-hmm. like muladhar root at the base of the spine of the mm-hmm. pelvic floor. Um, but anahata, I realized in my relationships, in particular intimate, romantic, my, my partner that we were with together 17 years, and just recently I'm now single, and I really see, and we have a very amicable, I mean, it's a, it's, it's much as peaceful as could possibly be, mm-hmm. but, and love is still there. But what I do notice is that I was, you know, he had his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. his part. Yeah. But as I take responsibility, I, I can see where, you know, I also continue to keep a little bit of a, a, a wall of such or mm-hmm. some sort of protection. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of maneuvered. And it comes from uh, childhood trauma. We talked mm-hmm. about trauma yeah. that I've been through and that, you know, um, that's another reason that I, ha- I have to be embodied is, you know, the boundaries I needed to create, being bullied and things that have happened to me in my childhood. Mm-hmm. So I became more like this is, needs mm-hmm. to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I think it's kind of, I've noticed myself in a sense, maybe feel to other people, maybe contradictory to other people because I know I come across warm. Like I do know that I have warmth, mm-hmm. but I think they're, yeah. anybody that's known me insights. or got close, they yeah. would say that lovingly, you know, they yeah. would say lovingly. Yeah. But there is something that keeps you and it's a protection. And of I think. Course. And I think the, the, so what I'm teaching now in my yoga, one of the big uh, shifts is, is a, a deep uh, um, foundation of self-compassion. Okay? Yeah. So that was my edge. So I had to love my protector mm-hmm. uh, because my protector also maybe the challengers where the challenger comes up and represents itself a little bit is the protector. I kind of made that up in my mind, but I don't know if no, that's right. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I softened, you know, through that and became more vulnerable, especially Brene Brown's power of vulnerability. Yeah. You know, that was a, yeah. big, a yeah. big shift thing for me. But I noticed, like, I had to do this dance of, like, exposing. 
Yeah. And then closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exposing and closing. And what was interesting is I talked a lot with the students and private clients about how, you know, there's so many gateways into our, our system as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the mind, body, emotions, spirit, energetic. Um, and that you can go into your system in any of those uh, gateways. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times a gateway through, if you go through emotionally, it's more challenging. Like if you're attempting to go through emotionally, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I went through the gateway of physicality to access anahata as opposed to trying to say, let me be more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, me, mm-hmm. let me open up. Instead mm-hmm. of doing it through the mind, yeah. you went through let the body. Let me be vulnerable. <laughs> Instead, I did a dedicated, at least a minimum of a year focus here. Mm-hmm. So chest openers, more mm-hmm. passive, you know, assisted fish, things that were not super aggressive heart openers too. Like so, if you know back bends, you know, I think I overdid. You know, you're like you can't push your way yeah. into vulnerability. Yeah. So I did this, and I had people say, "You seem like you're kind of like again in a very kind way. You're you're you seem a little softer." I'm like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was starting to to let that happen. Yeah. That is so interesting. So today's class has been 10 minutes in supported fish, the beginning, Mm -hmm. and my shavasana in supported fish Mm -hmm. at the very end because I felt like my back tightened up Mm -hmm. after I reacted away because I just wanted to enclose and round it. So I had to, but to your point, you can't force your way into having your heart wide open so getting in back out slowly and my back feels better i texted Mm -hmm. the yoga teacher like thank you my back and my head are feeling better oh so to your point you have to sometimes it's step forward step back open Mm -hmm. and maybe close it a little bit but softening into it it still work it just doesn't happen overnight yes and being okay with that back and forth yeah back to that humanness of 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 like you know we beat ourselves up a lot like oh i'm way oh i thought i was up oh i thought i was no i'm back here Mm -hmm. it's part of the just the natural flow of life and it's really the self-compassion yes yes that's the key word right there yeah it's huge so i love that yeah well I want to brag on you a little bit. Um, yes. So mm-hmm. eight years ago, I signed up for yoga school with mm-hmm. you through the sports barn in Chattanooga Yoga School. Um, and one of the concepts that you imprinted on my heart was having like a daily practice of yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had not been a daily rhythm for me when I started with yoga school. I had been kind of sporadic with my practice like a lot of people Um, But you invited me towards that, and it really did change a lot of things for me. Um, And I really needed it at that time because uh, I was working as a hospice chaplain. It was a really demanding job, and I was, you know, losing a lot of myself through giving so much to others. So this was this chance to receive. Um, But I, I learned so much from you at Chattanooga Yoga School. So plug for Chattanooga <laughs> Yoga you. School. Um But can you tell our listeners why a daily rhythm, whether it's meditation or yoga, Mm -hmm. is important? Mm -hmm. And we did go great detail last time. Yeah. But again, what I think is really important is, uh, you know, when I, in in the Chattanooga Yoga School, I really try to make it real 
uh, clear that, that yoga has eight limbs mm-hmm. and yoga is not necessarily just asana and it's only one eighth of the practice. So when I say practice daily, when I invite that to someone, I say, hey, you know, see what your medicine is. You know, yeah. it doesn't, being in the body is, is actually, is important. It is important to be, you know, but my thing is some days you may want to go on a bike ride for the physical. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be asana in my perspective and understanding, but you do want to dedicate to yoga. So either breath, you know, a pranayama, you know, meditation, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. even the self-study piece is in my, my, in my perspective, practicing. Like if you say I I dedicate journaling time. Mm -hmm. Um, being in the body for fitness and for health is, is important. I'm just separating that a little bit, you know, in that sense. But yeah, yeah it's so, about, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. the word yoga means to yoke. So mm-hmm. it's about connecting, yeah. about connecting mm-hmm. to your body, heart, mm-hmm. mind, spirit. Mm-hmm. So to do yoga is to find that union. Mm-hmm. And yeah. really the, you know, there's so many, it's so funny because everybody's like, Yoga is about, and then there's so many right definitions. Mm-hmm. It's really about, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's mm-hmm. about a lot of things. Uh, it is, it is life. And I, I feel like, though, I hope that what yoga, I really, when I dig deep to the traditional history of understanding, if I had to, I was pushed into a word mm-hmm. or a term about what, why yoga, why practice yoga, is for liberation. Ooh, yeah. And the, te- the Sanskrit term is moksha. Moksha. So we're liberation, and liberation for you is different than liberation than liberation. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really how do we liberate ourselves? So if mm-hmm. we had to, so practicing daily, you ask yourself, what is the medicine of the day that can, you know, lift, lift me today? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the weight? Where's the weight coming in, and where is the practice that liberates? Mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, that if we become more, as we become more attuned with ourselves, we can start to pick up on that. You know, yeah. what we need. and we can go to an asana practice and d- dive into any of yeah. those avenues, yeah. you know. So, like that self-reflection inside, you know, so. I agree. Mm-hmm. Staying with the topic of yoga, so I know you have years and years of practice and teaching. Mm-hmm. And I have been fortunate to take some some of your classes, and they always felt very intentional, mm-hmm. very thought through, very balancing. And I'm going to use this word, and I know it's controversial, controversial in yoga, um, in yoga world, therapeutic. Yeah. yeah. That to me. Yep. And I'm just going to say that. Yes. So therapy to me equates to healing. Yes. So in your practice, is your practice healing anything for you right now? Body, mm-hmm. mind, spirit. Mm-hmm. Like for me, my own personal yeah. practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> right? Always. So like the self-compassion piece. Yeah. Um, if that's what you're asking. Yes. Like when I'm in practice right now, it is, you know, it is that thread. I do a lot right now in classes of um, speaking. You both know from taking, I do this, you know, a lot of questions. Like there's a lot of inquiry yeah. when I teach. And it's coming from what I'm doing with myself. So... There's an inner conversation that I look at within myself. And and so lately I've been asking, like, what is the quality of the conversation within myself? Okay. Um, and what happens is, you know, am I being hard 
you know, in that conversation am I, am I seeing like within the physical posture? So like I am still, I practice asana in the sense of like when I'm practicing, it is more, even more therapeutic than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. It's less about fitness than it's ever been, even though I like strenuous yeah. and strenuous. So when my personal practice right now is that, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it is the vessel to see what's happening inside. So, you know, if I'm in a warrior two and I'm in, my, in that practice, I'm really inside saying to myself, you know, you know, not only where do I feel it in the physical sensations, but what's my reaction to those and that kind of thing and what kind of thoughts are arising. Yeah. I think that's your question. Yeah. 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 So I think that's where and I'm And I'll so, have your answer. Yeah. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love so much. Um, so you're the founder of the Chattanooga Yoga School, but also Madia's Healing Arts. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you do at Madia's Healing Arts. I'm always continually trying to define mm-hmm. what I'm doing or what's happening. And it's funny because I think it might be sort of the enthusiast thing where they're... All the things. Right, visionary. Right, okay. um, yeah. So Chattanooga Yoga School is pretty clear. Like, it, you know, it is the teacher training. I think it's 10 years. I, I was going to say, how many ta- years? How long have you practiced? How long have you taught? And how long mm-hmm. have you had your business? Yeah, so teach, uh, practicing yoga, 25 plus. Wow. So, you know, somewhere in teaching, 25-ish. Wow. You know what I mean? Because we, mm-hmm. yeah. And then yeah, licensed massage therapist mm-hmm. for uh-huh. yep. 25, 30. I can't even get right yeah. now. It's in those range, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was a massage therapist first mm-hmm. and then a yoga teacher. Yeah. And, and and before the, the massage, I was I got a degree, a bachelor's in psychology and exercise physiology. Oh, so, wow. you know, that was the way I did mind body. Yeah. Because wow. it didn't exist. Yeah. And my main themes in college were studying things like preventive medicine and psychosomatic illnesses were mostly what I wrote about. And when I was 16, I'm backing all the way up, I read a book by um, Norman, Dr. Norman Cousins when I was 16 called The Biology of Hope. It's called Head First, The Biology of Hope. And he was an oncology doctor. Mm -hmm. And he he coined the term psychoneuroimmunology. And so at the time, it was science-based, and I, that helped, that fed yes, this, this, yes, fed this little, the, you know, investigator, I guess, is what you were saying, but mind, Enneagram. And so, but I, I got real filled up with that. My mom was an oncology nurse, and so I, I learned, like, that through that study, he did something on uh, laughter, and laughter increases T-cell counts, which helps the immune system. And that just, honestly, that put me on my path. Wow. Because I was so amazed by the mind and how it affects physiology and the body and your health. Boom. Then bachelor's degree. Then massage. Then yoga. And then here we are. Okay. Chattanooga Yoga School. Wow. Happened after it was birthed from the having the studio. Remember, starting in Southside, which is yeah. also making me so... It's so intrigued because I was there before. Before Southside yeah. even I mean, dreamt about I mean, being Southside. I mean, it is right now what I envisioned. Like, it, you know, not just me, others. Right. I was a part of, like, the people that talked about Southside. And I go over there now, and I'm like, oh, I love Southside. It's exactly what I thought. You know, yeah. just the art and the development over there, just the... The, the, the culture, the community of it. Yeah. Of it. I just mm-hmm. love Southside. But I mean, again, that but, visionary seven, right? Yes. Imagining that, the creativity yes. of that. Yeah. Love that. And Keep then, going. Though. And then and trusting the path. Like mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell talks about following your bliss. And I, 
you know, I just always would just like, I didn't think ahead too much. I didn't, yeah. you know, downside to that. Surely there's some downsides. So, but, but the fact is, is I never really let anything get in my way because I didn't think too hard about it. Does that make, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't say, well, if I did this, it's going to cost it. So when I opened in the Crabtree building, one of my, one of my clients, I like it a little bit. But anyway, so she said, hey, you know, you need to open up. Let's do this. You, you, you have all this going on. And I opened up a studio in Southside in 2000. And so I moved around a bit. And then 2010-ish is when I had Rowan, you know, or 2005. But he mm-hmm. was little. And so I decided there's too much, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were other factors. Business, yeah. market, 2008, anyway, details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We there were just talking right. about we 2008, were 2008. Night. I'm just saying. We were educated. Now we're 16-year-old. What financial uh, crash That's what I'm is. saying. Yeah. And when you've lived enough yeah. years, you, you know, you're like, well, I've been through blah, yep. blah, yep. blah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's real interesting. So I, I, I can actually look today and look at that. Anyway, Yeah. that's a conversation. So I, I dealt with that. That was serious, you know, intensity and then having a little baby. So I decided life was directing me. I was trying that. I want to make that point that. I've been attempting to practice, like, the flow, like, yeah. the Tao, yeah. the Wu Wei. You know, it's the, like, I, I want to not fight what life is bringing. And yeah. it is a human thing to want back to the point, to want to, no, I want this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so when that happened, I had to let it go, even though Southside, I could feel it blooming, yeah. right? I had to, I decided to leave it because the pressure was too much. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So private practice, then Shadow Yoga School, just you were was part of that beginning. Mm-hmm. Just and it wasn't just me. She she was part of Shadow Yoga School. She actually kicked it, and then yeah, she and she I did were, some of and our then training. she left. So it, basically, she was only there for like a little window. But she did. She was a beautiful kind of impetus and energy of that of of the Chattanooga Yoga School. Mm-hmm. She's um, now in Colorado. Yeah, Jessica. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, just want to say that she was give really, her credit. Yeah, she yeah. was really. But but once she you know I was super excited because she was a good person to balance with me mm-hmm. and then and then and I was like okay I guess I'll take it I'll take it <laughs> anyway yeah. so I took it and did did what I do now yeah. but that was you know ten years ago and then Maria's Healing Arts is yeah. basically has been transformed over the years and over the years and currently now. So now I have that little studio, the little space I bought at the foot of Signal. Yeah, it's right there on Cross Street. Street. Mm -hmm. And it, again, that was another one of those things I didn't, on purpose, it just started to happen. You know, I needed space. I was being maneuvered because I tried to be in certain Mm -hmm. places Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I I just, so Mm -hmm. life said, do that. Mm -hmm. So I bought this little place right before the pandemic, which mm-hmm. was a big deal, mm-hmm. um, and then invested in that, and and am now currently working on this space. The feel in there, and I it, so the feel I was coming over here and thinking it's 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 not a studio, it's not a yoga studio per se. It's more of a healing arts, a collective where people like you, you know, like it, come in to this space. So it's not just me, even though it has that name. I don't yeah. want that. <laughs> I've been working on that part. Um, but but a healing arts space mm-hmm. for yeah. those on the path to educate and share their gifts and their their space. But currently I'm in there doing the yoga, my own group classes and teaching mm-hmm. the yoga school, the training, mm-hmm. which I have made a start anytime. <gasps> okay, talk about that. Start anytime. So that means what I'm is- on... So I'm ongoing, meaning it's in person, 
and if somebody starts, so I have this, so I've decided to keep the same curriculum, like my, my uh, other part of me wants to shake it up all the time, but, um, but I've decided to keep the curriculum very, so that if somebody starts in April, and they end in the nine months later, they're get everybody, you know, if they start, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? They're not going to miss what they needed to catch. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to point out, I think we both have so many students who would come to us and say, I'm thinking about starting mm-hmm. the training and I'm just not sure. And I always say, it is a time commitment. Yeah. And not only does it have to work for you, it has to work for your entire family. Mm-hmm. And how often have we inquired, like, it starts mm-hmm. on such and such, and I just can't make it happen. Yeah. It just, like, I, I can't, and then you miss mm-hmm. the whole opportunity. Yes. So start where, when you can. Yes. That's, I can't believe no one has thought I about know. that. You know, and it's still, you That's get your nine brilliant. months, you, but you do, from the start, you stick so it is a dance, isn't it, of, of life is life. It brings accessibility yeah. to, yeah. it doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. And then it's accessible. Yes. Which I think is so great. And the other piece is my, you know, I love actually that there's opportunities in different flavors of mm-hmm. studios and trainings right. for people to find the right fit, right? So like... You know, there are some people who are going to want to be in a big, huge group of people. Yeah. And I have really realized, even though I can teach to large groups, right. you guys have seen me yeah. teach, yeah. Yeah. it can yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. But my state, this, there's a, you might be able to help me with the Enneagram, but there's something in me that likes a little bit smaller because it gives me a little more I can connect. Intimacy. Yeah, yeah. intimacy. So the training, I, I want people to know if they're thinking about a training with yes. me, that it is more intimate. It's not going to be, you're going to have a lot of connect. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't get lost in the group. And some people might not like, you know, yeah. some people, you know, they like to, you, you know, take away. But, you know, this is an original way that yoga has been offered and taught it's one that's it's true. a teacher to it is i mean that's, that's the traditional that original is the, yeah and i want a relationship with each student yeah. and in the trainings that i've done mm-hmm. i have always felt like somebody people have gotten missed and that yeah. you know because there's yeah. not enough energy and time to you know to yeah. to be yeah. with them yeah i've had that feeling well, and it is very intimate. Having taken mm-hmm. school at mm-hmm. Chattanooga Yoga School, that's where I did my 200 yeah. hours, um, it did feel intimate, and you used the word intimacy, Kat. Mm-hmm. And I love the breakdown of intimacy as into me, see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even thinking about namaste, meaning I mm-hmm. see you or honor you, I see and honor that light in you. And I think when you're in a smaller group, it's easier to feel seen by the teacher, but yeah. also to see and honor that light in this smaller group that you get to know one another yeah. in yeah. a deeper way. Yeah. So I do think there can be some real advantages to that. Plus, you bring, you know, the somatic piece of mm-hmm. all your training, your psychological training. Yes. I think that that's really, really helpful and, and very healing, too. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely loved that part of the training as well. I always tell friends and clients, like, don't do yoga school because you think you want to be a teacher. You might be a teacher, but do it because this is, like, about transformation, right, and And, and becoming more. And I've been thinking about calling it without it becoming confusing, uh, but it is really a self-mastery program. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I love that. A self-mastery program. I love that. 
I love that. And that, and it, I kind of almost playing on the making a little bit of joke about like this is a self mastery program that you happen to get a teacher certification if you pass all the tests. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But that's really ultimately it's a self mastery yeah. program. Yeah. And you can get a certificate. And certi- then how you want to apply yeah, it is a, a whole second. So it's kind of like so if you want some therapeutic, non clinical. Knowing, and I speak to you this way because I definitely know my boundaries when it comes to, we've talked about this, yeah. about psychology and right. where, I, where I am in that space. And I am well-trained. You know, I do have coaching programs that are deep, the Hakomi method and the presence-based coaching. So I've been taught how to keep my structure and keep my, my boundary and space for that. Yeah. But I think in the training, they do get a lot of, they do get a lot of therapeutic, mental therapeutic emotional therapeutic um, effects. So it can almost feel like a deep dive into like therapy in in a sense. Well, and we we all know this as yoga teachers is that we're releasing trauma from Mm -hmm. our body through the movement and through Mm -hmm. the different types of movement. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, for you doing heart openers to open up your heart chakra is really, really important. So we all need different Mm -hmm. types of movement to heal the parts of us that aren't as open but I mean I can work with people you know here in my office and I do some somatic things with my clients but it's also more of talk therapy right and we're healing things in the mind but still also in the in the body and heart space but I still always tell my clients you need yoga or tai chi or some some form of movement to move the drama out of your body and so like I just would commend if you're listening and you've you've been thinking about yoga school you know do it it is a self-mastery sort of program it is about you know becoming the highest version of you and and if you are looking for a yoga school or training you do want to look at what you you know what you ultimately want from the training yes yeah and so so if you're looking for and and nothing but if you're asana oriented and that's wonderful if you're asana oriented and you're thinking i want to stick a handstand and i want to stick all these you know these Mm -hmm. inversions and such which is wonderful this would not be the like this is not the training for uh, asana focused advanced physical asana poses it's more of advanced mental pose yeah Yeah. like it's more about advanced mental pose and don't get me wrong as you both know my practices are strenuous yeah so it's Mm -hmm. not that they aren't strenuous and challenging but it's the poses are always used as a as a tool or a vessel to the other conduit so it's Mm -hmm. not so again if you love asana that's beautiful Mm -hmm. because there's plenty of studio you know schools that really can do well with that and I think with with mine, I do also think with this training, I think it's it, it empowers like people to you know, know themselves and know if they need. So back to the trauma piece, because I studied uh, like next door. I told you, with, I think we talked about this, but for 10 years, I worked with a very well-known psychiatrist yeah. in town. And I ended up just landed next door to her. It was not on purpose. Mm-hmm. And we were in the building together. So I ended up working with her with trauma patients after she did you know her top down I'd worked to the bottom up and she and I had a lot of conversations so I feel really aware I think I want to make sure people understand that when you do somatic work and mm-hmm. when you do yoga it is for trauma people it can be very exposing and you do want to be in a place where someone understands that and, you feel and I do I and I and I right. do know I do know how to say this is where we need to stop right. I do know how to say we need to see another therapist you need to have support elsewhere 
it's real important that a, that a trauma person feels really safe when they start mm-hmm. to get in their body. Mm-hmm. And that's something I feel, I feel very comfortable yeah. in, yeah. in that mm-hmm. because I've been through a, a lot of that right. training. And Stay tuned for a short meditation after this word from our sponsor. Our meditation for today is based on the chakras. For this meditation, let's start with the breath, starting from your belly button, inhale all the way up to the top of the chest, and then exhale, sending that breath back down to your belly button. Inhale, tracing up from the belly button, maybe to the crown of the head, and then exhale, sending the breath back down. Finding your inhale, and your exhale and throughout this guided meditation see if you can stay with the rhythm of the breath we're going to start with our root chakra and so the root chakra is right in the region of the pelvic floor and maybe you imagine the color red in your heart in your mind's eye And then say to yourself, out loud or silently, I want to be rooted in love. Find a breath in and a breath out. And then moving to the abdomen. And maybe as you're in this area of the abdomen, the second chakra, imagining the color orange and saying out loud or silently to yourself, I want to be in love. Find a breath in. Find a breath out. Moving to our third chakra, right there at the navel, perhaps seeing the color yellow. And then saying to yourself, I want the courage to love. Find a breath in and a breath out. Moving to your heart space seeing perhaps the color green and saying out loud or somewhere deep in the recess of your heart, I want to feel love. Find a breath in and a deep breath out. Moving to the fifth chakra and this is our throat chakra and we're going to Visualize the color blue and then say to ourselves, I want to speak love. And then for the sixth chakra, this is the area right between the brows, sometimes known as the third eye, maybe visualizing the color violet. I want to know and intuit love. 
find a breath in and a cleansing breath out. And then for our seventh chakra, you might see the color white, and this is the crown chakra, so right at the top of your head. I want to experience divine love and be the manifestation of divine love in the world. Find a breath in and a breath out. Prayer hands may come to your heart. Namaste.